Let's give him one more round of applause this morning to celebrate his goodness among us. It truly is a beautiful thing to watch God's family and the body of Christ uh, live in alignment with its plan and purpose here on the, on the kingdom of heaven here on earth. And uh, we're excited about what he's doing among us and blessed to be a part of the season that's on the horizon for Shenandoah Church. If you have a copy of scripture with you this morning, open up to Genesis chapter 2. That should be easy for everybody to find, Genesis chapter 2. And then put a thumb over in Exodus 25 and we'll get there in just a few minutes. Genesis chapter 2 and Exodus 25, we here at Shannon Oak Church value uh, the teaching and the preaching and the continuous study of the Bible because we believe that it reveals God and his plan for our lives. And so if you don't own a copy of God's living word known as the Bible, we would love to gift you with a copy and you can find one at Connect Central uh, before you leave today. We're, uh, we're kind of winding down the stretch on this series we've been in for uh, the last couple of months um, called Dwell. And we're finding our place at the intersection of God's deepest desire and our perfect plan in which he has made us. And we, we've been looking over the last several weeks that, that God has created us in such a way that there is literally nothing else, nothing else that will satisfy us like the presence of God satisfies us because it's what we were made for. And we have looked over the last few weeks at this incessantly relational heart of God all throughout the scriptures and applying that to the journey of our lives together. Uh, we see that God wants nothing more, truly nothing more than to dwell with his people. And we're going to continue on that journey this morning. But I want to start with acknowledging a phenomenon that we're living in the, the presence of that many of us aren't even aware is existent around us today. There is no doubt that many of you, and I can tell by looking at your faces this morning, have been assisted in your alertness right here, right now, because of something that you drank from a cup this morning. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord for coffee. Amen. But it wasn't because of the cup that you drank it from. It's because of what was inside that cup that made the difference, right? Some of you are here this morning and you um, have, have, have arrived here at Shannon Oaks Church, but only after you passed by numerous great churches in this community in the Hopkins County area just to arrive in the parking lot of Shannon Oaks Church. Not because we have the best parking lot in Sulphur Springs, Texas, but because of what was inside the church, right? Some of you are here this morning, and you will either have the, the fruit of peace or the fruit of panic in your heart this week when you look at your wallet or your billfold. Not because you might be in desperate need for a new wallet or a new billfold, but because of what's inside the billfold and how it affects the life that you live. Many of you will leave here today, and you will pass by beautiful and perfectly good houses and apartments on your way to pull into the driveway of just one place, not because it's the most beautiful, but because of what's inside. You see, there's a phenomenon that affects every part of our life, and it's all revolved around this idea that what's inside makes the difference. What is inside makes the difference. 
And this is why last Thursday evening, right here in Hopkins County, our community came together and had the opportunity and the privilege to celebrate some very influential individuals in our community, some difference makers, if you will. And three of them were right here, right, right here from the family of Shannon Oaks Church. Roger Elliott, are you here this morning? Roger, where are you? would you stand up, Roger? Roger's not going to appreciate this. Roger is the Hopkins County Citizen of the Year. And Roger, that applause that we will again offer you in just a minute um, is, is just a way to acknowledge that thank you is never enough to offer to you for being the man that you've been to so many in this community and in this great church for years upon years upon years. And so this morning we want to just say uh, thank you from the bottom of our hearts for allowing God to sow through you a tremendous harvest that has not only affected the community around you, but will continue to make an impact for generations to come. We love you, we are blessed by you, and we honor and celebrate you as a gift from God and this year's Hopkins County Citizen of the Year. This is fun. Miss Vicki Pickle, would you take a stand this morning, please, for me? Vicki Pickle. This year's Hopkins County Woman of the Year. And Vicki, um, I echo the heart of the Apostle Paul to the church in Philippi when he says, every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. Because of the heart that he has put inside of you, that mirrors and models the humility and the servanthood of Jesus Christ himself. You have a passion to love people when others around them don't even see the opportunity. You're the first one in line to help meet it. And you're God's hands of provision in their lives. And they are so blessed by you. We thank you. We're honored to celebrate you as part of the Shannon Oaks Church family. This year's Hopkins County Woman of the Year. I think I'm missing somebody. Jonna West, would you stand up, sister? This year's Educator of the Year. Jonna, I am so personally grateful for your joyful heart. The Word of God tells us that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And I am confident that as you have served so faithfully to the task that the Lord has put before you, that it is his joy in you and flowing through you that has allowed you the opportunity to be faithful to what he's put before you. And we're so honored and blessed to call you part of the Shannon Oaks Church family and this year's Hopkins County Educator of the Year. We love you, Jonna. Now listen, Shannon Oaks Church, three of our family are honored this year. I can't wait to see what God's going to do in and among our family for next year. Amen? I love the opportunity to honor and celebrate uh, these gifts of God in our presence because they perfectly align with what the Lord wants to say to us this morning. And it truly is this concept that what's inside makes all the difference. Because these people are just the conduits that God has 
placed something precious and a true treasure from heaven in them, and they are simply allowing him to overflow that through them into the world around them. That is me and you in our Hopkins County community. And I want to say this morning that what is true for us in the way of what is inside making the difference has been true in God's design every, ever since the beginning. And so I want to look at Genesis chapter 2, and we find ourselves picking up in the middle of, towards the tail end of God's beautiful creation account. You know that account that begins with, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And, and he goes on and he creates and he blesses it and says, that is good. And then he makes on the sixth day, he makes man and woman and he blesses them and, and, and charges them to be fruitful and multiply. And he says, it is now very good. Amen. And so in Genesis chapter 2, we're going to pick up the creation account. And I just want to read one verse this morning that kind of sets the foundation for the rest of our conversation together. Genesis 2, 7 says this, Then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. I'm so glad he didn't stop there. He formed the man from the dust of the ground. And chapter 2, verse 7 goes on to say, He breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils, and the man became a living person. Ask your neighbor this morning sitting beside you, what's gotten into you? Now I want you to look to the neighbor on the other side, the one that you chose not to speak to this morning, and ask him that same question, what's gotten into you? As we look at Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, and we lay the foundation for our time together this morning, I believe that God, the almighty creator himself, set the, the, the pattern and the precedent with Adam from the very beginning. That as God creates and he forms, he knows that creation is not complete without something from him on the inside. Right? I'm so grateful that, that God didn't stop right there after taking a bunch of dirt and putting it together in a, in, in a formed fashion and then walk away and said, now everything's good. But instead, he looked at what he had created and fashioned with his hands and he said, now there's one thing missing. Let me breathe into it something that will flow out of it and make the difference in the world around it. And this morning... We see in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, that God knew that what's inside makes the difference. He knew that there was something inside when he breathed the, the life of breath into man. Man then became a living person. God would have not looked at his creation and said, there is a, a living man without the breath of life. And so God, in his perfect order and design for creation, he put something from him in the very soul of man. And Genesis chapter 2 kind of unfolds that on a deeper level and, and creates that partnership between a man and a woman where God took something from the inside of man, right, that he had placed there and he brought it out, now having the breath of life in it. And there was this beautiful partnership and design for the, the rest of human society on the face of the planet. But Genesis chapter 3 comes along, right? And if you know the story, you're very familiar with the turning point that Genesis chapter 3 is. Genesis chapter 3 rolls around, and it doesn't take long for, for Satan, the adversary, to put something else in the heart and soul of man. 
as Satan begins to engage a conversation with Eve, who was in the presence of her husband, he begins to put where God had put the, the breath of life, something that was good from God, into the heart and soul of man. Satan begins to exchange that for doubt and mistrust. Because what the enemy wants to begin to convince in us is that God didn't really say that this is the way. Amen? He wants to confuse us and put us in a situation where we begin to turn away from the very plan and purpose of God. Now I want you to flip over to Exodus chapter 25. Because with that as the foundation of, of God breathing something into man, I want to begin to look at what happens as this story continues to unfold after Genesis chapter, 20, after Genesis chapter 3. Because after Genesis chapter 3, something has to change. Man and, and woman cannot stay in the, the, the beautiful, pure presence of God in the Garden of Eden with something from God now missing in their very heart and soul. And so God has to kick them out of the garden with their current condition. And God begins a very thorough and a very detailed and a very symbolic journey of restoration, of bringing man back to the place where once again he can host something inside him that will once again make the difference. Amen? Exodus chapter 25, we pick up that story and, and we see the word of God saying this. God's instructing the children of Israel through Moses. He says, have the people make an ark of acacia wood, a sacred chest 45 inches long, 27 inches wide, and 27 inches high. Overlay it inside and outside with pure gold and run a molding of gold all around it. Cast four gold rings and attach them to its four feet, two rings on each side. Make poles from acacia wood and overlay them with gold and insert the poles into the rings at the sides of the ark to carry it. These carrying poles must stay inside the rings. Never remove them. When the ark is finished, place inside it the stone tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant which I will give to you. See, here's God taking something that is completely inanimate, a box made of wood, right? And he is beginning to unfold this representation of his plan once again for his people. That he wants to take something from God and he wants to put it into something that was made for God and he wants to do things with it here in the kingdom of God here on earth. And we see that modeled and demonstrated over the next several books in the Bible through the presence and the progress of the Ark of the Covenant. I remember as a kid, I was so intrigued by these stories that would talk about the Ark of the Covenant. And it didn't really connect with me until years later when I began to understand that it was not so much the wood or the poles or the gold that made the Ark of the Covenant special and unique or so powerful and influential in the lives of the children of Israel. But it was more about what was inside the Ark of the Covenant that made the difference because God knows that what's inside makes the difference. And we see that in, even in the tabernacle, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago, the Ark of the Covenant was rested inside that place that we call the Holy of Holies. 
And so even in the, 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 the densest part of the presence of God in the tabernacle, that space where God created the opportunity for man to encounter the presence of God here on earth, we see that inside the Holy of Holies was the Ark of the Covenant, which had in it something from God. Amen. And inside made all the difference in the world. Exodus chapter 40, just a few chapters later. You don't have to turn over there, but I want to read this. This is at the point of completion of the construction and the setup of the tabernacle, right? So as soon as everything was done according to the plan of God for the tabernacle, Exodus chapter 40, verse 34 says this. Then the cloud covered the tabernacle, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Can you imagine what that's like? the glory cloud of God's presence to come and dwell and inhabit and, and, and overwhelm the physical space of the children of Israel. Isn't that a beautiful, a beautiful setting there? But we see that done in that way that the author communicates it in such a way that, that as we acknowledge this morning that what's inside makes the difference, we also can't uh, be clueless to the reality that God himself responds to his people on the basis of what's inside. Because what's inside matters not just to us, but also matters to God. You see, it wasn't until the Ark of the Covenant, uh, Ark of the Covenant had what God instructed to be inside it and placed inside the Holy of Holies that then God responded to that because he knew that what was inside made the difference. God responds and connects to his people on the basis of what's inside I think this morning here at Shannon Oaks Church in Hopkins County in 2020, we need to hear and be reminded that what's inside will either invite the presence of God into our lives or it will repel the presence of God from our lives. That kind of reflects back on our conversation of holiness from last week, but, but I think we just need to be reminded this, this morning and this week that, that what's inside will either make a positive difference or it will make a negative difference in our lives and we have control of what's inside Romans chapter 10 verse 9 says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and God raised him from the dead then you will be saved in other words if you put the good stuff inside then God will connect and respond by meeting you in that place. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5 says, Take every thought captive to Jesus Christ. You see, we have been empowered with the authority to control what's inside. And so you and I have with the authority a tremendous responsibility this morning to take ownership and be accountable for what we allow inside that will either invite or repel the presence of God in our lives because we know, as we've said over the last few weeks, that God wants nothing more than to dwell with his people. But I also think we need to be reminded this morning that not only will what's inside make a positive or a negative difference, we need to acknowledge the power of what's inside because what's inside makes all the difference because is far more powerful than we realize. It's far more powerful than we realize. 
in the good and the bad. Let me just say it this way, and you can follow the rabbit trails that the Holy Spirit takes you on in your own setting, in your own journey. What's inside is more powerful than you realize because it will influence the presence of your enemies and the presence of your God. It will go before you in a good or a bad way. It will guide you. It will ordain your steps. It will pace you. Scripture says in the positive way that what's inside, as far as the Ark of the Covenant, that it would be led in front of the people of Israel as they take a journey, and it will show them where to stop and where to rest. Because what's inside makes the difference. It will empower you, and it will fight for you. And some of you this morning looked in the mirror and you were either really peaceful or you were really panicked. Not because of what you saw on the exterior, but because of what's inside. You see, the, the thing that's on the inside, whatever that is, is more powerful than you realize. And we need to acknowledge that this morning. We need to agree that, that we have control over what's inside and we submit to its power once we put it on the throne of our hearts. We look a little later into the New Testament and as God is continuing to just unfold this beautiful, strategic, symbolic, prophetic picture of what he's doing to bring restoration to the hearts of humanity so that man and woman once again can hold something from him precious inside of them. We see in Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 33, God again foreshadows the fullness of what he has in store. He says, For this is the covenant that I will make with the house or of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts. I will be their God. And they will be my people. Look at Colossians chapter 3 verse 16 where Paul is writing to the church and says, Let the word of Christ dwell within you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. I believe that too often we're looking for that thing on the outside. We're looking to the thing on the outside to steer us, to empower us, to give us peace or to give us rest. We're looking for that, that new job or that, that next house or that next opportunity or just some kind of peace in that relationship. We're looking for that, that next level of promotion in our lives because we're looking for that thing on the outside to bring us peace and rest when God says it has nothing to do with the things around you. It can only be received by what you allow me to place in you because what's inside makes the difference. So as you looked at your neighbors this morning and you asked them, what's gotten into you? I can't help but think of the life that I live Monday through Saturday when most of you aren't around. I tend to think of myself in the way of 
personality and temperament and, and discipline as a pretty steady person, right? There's not too much change, and I even model that through my hairstyle, right? Pretty consistent. Now, every once in a while, there gets to be some rough patches or maybe something a little prickly, but in due time, it's smooth and, 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 and steady again, right? But every once in a while, when something begins to be abnormal in my behavior, in a good or a bad way, my wife, who knows me better than anybody else, will look at me, and she doesn't say, what's wrong with you? She doesn't say, are you feeling okay? She doesn't say, what in the world are you doing? She says, what's gotten into you? Because she knows that what's inside makes the difference. So I want to ask you a question this morning, Shannon Oak Church. In this journey to dwell in the presence of God, acknowledging that you have the authority and the power to control what is on the inside, I want to ask you this morning, what's gotten into you? What's gotten into you? What's driving you right now? What's pacing you right now? What are you trying to seek in the way of acceptance or approval? What sets you up for panic and worry like you never ex have experienced before? What is it that's inside of you that may not belong inside of you? I want to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes this morning. Because I know that in the conversation as personal as this one may potentially be, it's critical that you hear God's voice. So I want you to ask him this morning, God, what's gotten into me? Ask him right now and let him respond to you. In the journey of dwelling in the presence of God, it's important for us to remember and acknowledge that God doesn't just want to be with us. He wants to rule in us. Is he ruling in your heart and your soul this morning? Maybe you're here today and, and you've never known anything in your life but panic, fear, external motivation something on the outside that you're longing to attain or you're longing to achieve in order to accomplish this certain thing so that then you may have the peace and the rest that you're longing for in your soul. If that's you this morning, I, I want to offer to you the question, have you really connected with Jesus himself personally? Have you entered into that personal relationship with him? Because if you have then he alone belongs on the throne of your heart. He is the single greatest thing that you need inside of you, along with the presence of his Holy Spirit. If you haven't entered into that relationship this morning, maybe today is that day that as we touched on Romans chapter 10, verse 9, just a minute ago, where you got stuck, where if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, 
and you believe in your heart that, that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. That may be you that the Holy Spirit is talking to this morning. If so, God's word tells us that if we confess him before others, he will confess us before his father. You need to tell somebody about this desire and this stirring to enter into a relationship with Jesus Christ today. You need to follow him in the footsteps of of being baptized and receiving all the gifts that he has in store for you to live the life that you've been created to live. That doesn't mean you're going to walk away and be perfect. It doesn't mean you're going to walk away and never mess up again or fall flat on your face at times, but it just means that now you have everything you need to see what we sang about earlier become a reality in your life, that that the, the bad things that happen, that God can take them and use them for good. That the enemy that is seeking to bring destruction in your life, that that you don't have to surrender to his victory, but that you get to walk in the victory that Christ attained for you. And you're surrounded by a family who loves you and is ready to lift you up and encourage you and to be the voice of truth in your life as you need it along the way. For some of us this morning, maybe we just need to come to that place of, 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 of cleansing the temple. Maybe there's something inside of us that doesn't rightfully belong, and it's time that we take care of it. Enough is enough. To be who God's created us to be, we look back and we acknowledge that only the breath, the living, breathing spirit of God is what belongs inside of us. Everything else is part of God's plan and mission for our lives, but it doesn't deserve a seat on the throne of our hearts. So this morning, how is the Spirit asking you to respond? What is He directing these next steps for you to take in your journey? Our ministry team is gonna be here at the front, in the back of the room. If you need prayer, you need ministry in your life in some area, that you just can't break free from and you want to you want someone to join with you in this victorious uh, journey, we are here for that. We would love to pray with you and, and declare God's goodness and truth over your life. If you need to come to the altar and just pour your heart out to the Lord in, in confession and praise and adoration for who he is and what he's done for you, this is what this time is all about. So I'm going to ask as we pray in just a second that you would stand to your feet and that you would respond as the Lord is stirring in your heart to respond this morning. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your plan. And we acknowledge, God, that that we were made for you. Come and not just be among us, but fill us, God, to the point of overflowing. Inundate us so that we can bring you glory and we can live life to the full. In Jesus' name we pray.